0: You're listening to the Gluten Free Guide Podcast with your host, Vanessa Weisbrod. Welcome to the Gluten Free Guide Podcast. I'm Vanessa Weisbrod coming to you from the Celiac Disease Program at Children's National Health System. I'm here today with my co host, Joanna McMahon. Hello, how are you? Good. And we would love to start out by saying a huge thank you to all of our dedicated listeners. Today's podcast is about a fun topic attending summer camp. For many children, attending camp is the best part of their childhood. They make lifelong friends, go on incredible adventures, and eat tasty treats like s'mores around the campfire. For some kids, being diagnosed with celiac disease and needing to be on a gluten free diet can put a slight snag in their summer plans. But today's guests are here to tell us that the gluten free diet should not interfere with summer fun. And in fact, every child can experience one of childhood's most fun rites of passage. Yes, that's right. And we're so excited to have Ann Tursky, the Assistant Executive Director of the New Jersey Y Camps, and Pin and Cole, a gluten-free advocate, as well as a New Jersey Y Camp parent whose daughter has celiac disease. Ann and Penn spearheaded the gluten-free program at New Jersey Y Camps where kids can have a safe, tasty, and super fun summer. Welcome. We're so happy to have you guys. So just right off the bat... Is it possible for kids to attend summer camp if they have celiac disease?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Not a question. Um, You know, we're big believers that everybody should be able to go to camp, and it shouldn't deter any child from going to camp. I think the real question is where and what kind of program, and that's where a parent's research has to come in in knowing their child, knowing what their child needs, and finding the appropriate camp to serve that need.
0: So we have children who are diagnosed at all ages uh, with celiac disease, some as early as 18 months, all the way through being a teenager. For the kids who are a little bit older, they may have already been to a camp where they have lots of friends and they feel very strongly about continuing to go to. Is it possible for parents to work with these camps to help them safely accommodate their child?
2: The short answer is yes, of course. Any camp can accommodate a gluten-free diet, just as any restaurant can cook a gluten-free meal. But I think a parent needs to be very realistic about what it will take to help camp develop a gluten-free program, because as we know, these children are moving in. This is where they will live for the next next two months. So it's much more than just providing a safe gluten-free meal. It has to reach beyond the dining hall. And the camp administration, the directors, the medical staff, they will all need a lot of support. So the parents will need to do their due diligence before they can actually help camp transition and create a gluten-free program. That means setting up protocols day to day. The meals, where will the meals come from? Will there be a dedicated kitchen? Will there be a dedicated space for preparing? What about snacks, medication? Parents will need to consider Supplies, will all the supplies be new? Cooking supplies, will they provide the supplies or will Camp purchase new supplies? What about safety checks? Making sure that the labels haven't changed. We all know that while a product may be gluten-free today, it could possibly not be gluten-free tomorrow. So what steps will Camp take to make sure that all the products are consistently gluten-free? And in addition to setting up the kitchen, there is training. You need to train the staff. Kitchen staff, counselors, medical staff, think about things such as taking trips in and out of camp. Um, This is a huge, huge undertaking. So sure, it can be done as long as the parents understand that they will be a big player and a partner in helping camp set this up.
0: So, Penn, tell us, for, for your daughter, was she already going to a summer camp that had a gluten-free program in place, or did you have to work with them to safely accommodate her?
2: So there was not a gluten-free program in place, and she was diagnosed actually two weeks before the start of camp. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it was actually... Absolutely- <laughs> she she was a ma- <laughs> no pressure <laughs> Um It was a mad rush to, to get her ready and to put a program into place. And I think that all the things that I have mentioned to you just a few minutes ago, I did not realize that it would be such a big undertaking. And at first we started to prepare the meals in a dedicated space in the kitchen that was providing other meals. And then I learned about the fact that it takes 24 hours for flour to settle. So while I thought that perhaps the meals were safe and they were safe, we were using all gluten-free ingredients, they weren't as safe as they should be. So we moved the food prep to a separate area, um, and that was a dedicated area, but it was far away from the kitchen. So by the time the meals got to the kitchen, it was a little later than everyone else. And sometimes it was a little earlier than everyone else. And when you are celiac, and when you're a young child, perhaps even newly diagnosed, you are more sensitive. The last thing you want to do is wait for your meal or eat at a different time or eat something that looks different. You really just crave to be like everyone else, and that's when we decided, okay, we're either going to do this the right way, all in, or not at all.
0: That's that's so great. So Anne, can you tell us a little bit about camps that have a gluten-free program in place and what they're doing?
1: Sure, sure. So there are a variety, as Pen was saying, there's a variety of different levels to what camps do. Um, there are your one-week you know, where everyone that comes, it's a celiac week. So everyone has celiac, all the meals, everything is gluten-free because everybody there is gluten-free and there is no, there is no, quote, mainstream kitchen or other kitchen in any way, shape, or form. Um, And many kids, you know, try those programs because it's a great opportunity and, and it's a very safe opportunity. Then you go into more traditional overnight camps where... Um, in their kitchen, they will designate a corner of the kitchen, of, of their total kitchen that is, quote, for gluten-free and any other special dietary food needs, and they will have one person who is in charge of that area. And then the question becomes, you know, how, what is the, as, as, as Pin said, what is the protocol going on over there to ensure the safety of that area? Um, there are Camps that have put in a dedicated kitchen, a separate, total separate kitchen area. Um, and, and that's also pretty fantastic for the camps that do that because that really does ensure safety. And then there's us. Um, New Jersey Y Camps is an accredited camp with the American Camping Association. So when, as Pin was telling you, when we started doing all this, um, Pin had done a lot of research for us. Um, She had connected us to the Celiac Disease Center at Columbia University, and we did a whole sit with them. And then she um, also recommended, as did they, that we not only do a dedicated kitchen, but that it's certified. Um, And so we got in touch with the Gluten Intolerance Group, and they certify our kitchen every year. They come before camp opens, and every year we we do the same thing. They start from the time the food comes off the truck. They walk all the way through. Um, they go through all of, you know, where we store the dry goods, where we store in the freezer, where you know, and then they go through our kitchen, and then how is it served to the kids? So, for us, the certification piece was um, probably more important than anything else that we did, because it ensures for us that there is no question about what we're doing and that the child will be safe.
0: So now there are both kids with celiac disease and without celiac disease who attend your camps, right?
1: Correct. We have a mainstream kitchen as well. So our serving line is actually, I mean, that was all part of the process. Where are we going to put the the serving line to ensure that there won't be a problem or a question? And our serving line, we, we are fortunate in the way that our dining room is set up so our mainstream kitchen serves right directly into the dining room. That's where all those serving lines are. And our gluten-free kitchen is right on the side, and so the serving line is right, literally right on the side of the dining room. So the kids literally, when a bunk is called up, they go to their line. Um, the menus are completely matched. So if we're serving uh, pasta, it's everybody's eating pasta. It's just which kind of pasta are you eating, you know, and um, full salad bar. In both in both areas um, and we have we also have an adult who supervises our kitchen who has celiac herself um, and also has a child who has celiac um, and she's there when every child comes out um, to ensure that you know they're getting exactly what they need um, you know we always joke around because she will walk into the dining room before the meal starts to see what's on the mainstream salad bar line because she wants to ensure that just because you're eating off of the gluten-free line doesn't mean you don't have everything that's on the salad bar line.
0: Absolutely. So I have a four-year-old who has celiac disease and he and his two best friends, they, they are already so excited for, for camp and it's, you know, it's only March, but they're already talking about what they're going to be doing this summer. And this, this particular summer, they're, they're all three staying at the preschool where they go for summer camp. But this is the last year they can do that. So tell me what it will be like for my son who has celiac disease if he goes to camp at, you know, at NJY with his two best friends who don't have celiac disease. Will they still be able to eat together? What will his experience be like with his friends?
1: So first, let me just explain one thing about how we look at this. We're not a gluten-free camp. We are a camp that has two kitchens. It has a gluten-free kitchen and it has a mainstream kitchen. For us, camp is about exactly what you were just talking about. It's about the excitement of going and making friends and learning how to swim and doing boating and all of the activities. We're very, we want every child in our camp to be the same. And because of that, we put in this kitchen because we don't want kids to worry about what am I going to be eating. We want kids to think about, ooh, can I go on the canoe trip? Can I? Can when am I going to do this? Um, so yeah, so it's you're all three of those children are going to do exactly the same thing. They eat together, they swim together, they'll be in the same bunk together, they will do everything the same. I mean, we we even have you know even in terms of activities. Our cooking program is gluten-free. Um, if a child goes out on an out-of-camp trip, we have a form, and it has every child's name and what kind of meal they need, and and their meals will get packaged just like everybody else's in terms of the safety of what needs to be done. And, you know, that, so
2: they'll just enjoy camp.
0: That's amazing. And I just
2: add to that, um, first of all, about the trip when we go out of camp and we have a gluten-free option. Not only do we send a gluten-free option on the bus, but we send a couple of extra gluten-free options on the bus. Because what happens if the child drops his meal and you're on a bus ride? It's not like you can just pull out another uh, sandwich. So we have extra gluten-free options. And these are the sort of things that um, you, you really only realize if you are completely immersed in in a gluten-free world and that's one of the things that um, distinguishes and separates us I think from the rest because we've left no stone unturned so when you ask what will it be like for my child and uh, his two friends it's the same as if you're looking at a family unit and you're looking at let's say you have three children one has celiac and the other two don't so when we came upon the situation in my home I said to my other daughter and my husband I proposed we convert the entire house to be gluten-free because I want my celiac daughter, when she walks in through the door, to feel like I don't have to worry. I don't have to ask, is this safe, is this not? This is my home. Everything here is safe for me. There are always things for me to eat. So when her sister is eating pizza, she's eating pizza. When her sister's having steak, she's having steak. When, when we go out as a family, we're, we're all eating gluten-free so we can all pass them on the plates and share. And it's basically the same sort of thing at camp. This is their home. This is their home for the summer. They don't need to worry. They don't need to to think about it. Everything will be taken care of for them as if they are our own children because over the summer, they are. These are our kids, and we will take care of them as we do take care of our own children at home during the year.
0: That's so wonderful and is a – Both as a parent and an educator, it, it makes me feel great to know that there are places that I can send my child where he'll have so much fun, but also I can feel confident that he will get food that is safe for him. Yeah. So I know that one of the things that we hear about in our clinic all the time from parents as they're planning for the summer, especially for the younger kids, is that is it better to send them to these dedicated celiac-safe camps where all the kids have celiac disease, or is it better for them to just go to an, a regular camp um, where the kids are mixed? And, you know, I think that there's there's pros and cons to both of it. Um, do you have any opinions on which is the right place for different kids? Well, um,
2: I, I feel as having um, a celiac daughter, I feel that it's great – to go to a camp where you're not limiting yourself to only meeting children with celiac disease, but it's nice to be able to have that option. You're going to pick a camp based on your interests. You're going to pick a camp based on on your um, identity, and celiac is not your identity. Celiac may be your food identity, but that's about it. You should just like leave that at the door. So you pick a camp that's right for you, um, and then you attend that camp, And and, and, and you make sure that from those the camps that you're looking at, there are some that offer safe, gluten-free programs. And then when you're at camp, you can meet children that have celiac disease, and that's terrific because as you grow, you can share experiences, you can share tricks, travel, product, college. There are so many things that will come up, and it will be great to have uh, lifelong friends that you've met at camp that can advise you and share with you. However, I don't think you want to limit yourself to just gluten-free because that's, that's not the real world. The real world is a mixed bag.
0: And I really appreciate you saying that. And, you know, that what you just said is a theme that we've heard sort of from our last few weeks of guests on the, on the podcast. Um, we interviewed um, a food service director in a college about um, gluten-free in college dining halls. And he really said the same thing, that – you know, you should pick a college based on the academics and the 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 field that you want to study and you know the excellent program that the college has for those academic programs, and that yes, you should pick a place where you could get safe gluten-free food, but the gluten- free food shouldn't define your college experience. Um, so I just I really exactly. appreciate that, you know having gluten-free options is really important and something that you have to make sure happens, but that, that shouldn't be the only reason that you pick a place to go for the summer. Exactly. So, I have a question. So, a lot of these camps are far away that have these gluten-free offerings. How do you alleviate parents' concern about the kids being sent so far away from home each summer?
1: Well, there's there's a few different things. One um, you know, depending on what you mean by far away, if they're in driving distance, then, you know, my, my recommendation to any parent looking at an overnight camp, regardless of, of you know, needing the, the gluten-free meal plan or needing, you know, anything. You're, you're sending your child to be taken care of by someone who's not you. Um, I highly recommend tours. I highly recommend talking to other parents. Um, And asking them about the camp and how are things dealt with and you know what's the communication policy and all of those kinds of questions or and also if if that camp like our camp we offer a family weekend you know we highly recommend our families come to our family weekend because that way mom and dad can go through the whole process and get comfortable with the camp and so can the child Um, and we do a a gluten-free only family weekend where we only open the gluten-free kitchen Um, and you know families a number of families come to that particular weekend for the purpose of understanding what our program is and being able to say as a mom or a dad yes I'm very comfortable with my child being here because I know what they do Um, and you know I always recommend most especially, you know, for parents to, to talk to whoever they need to talk to in regards to the idea of their child being away from home on any level to, you know, ensure that they're comfortable knowing the people that are going to be taking care of them. Like, is there a medical staff where, where they're going to be? You know, how far away is a hospital? How far away are the, the things that you would need, including how far away are you from where your child's going to be?
2: And um, I think also that the distance um, doesn't really um, play such a huge factor. If, I, if I'm two hours away or four hours away, at that point, it's not really going to change things. What's, what's really important is what has CAMP done to set up a safe process and to make sure that they can handle anything that um, should happen. So for example, before a camper gets to NJY camps, we'll do, we will have an interview process where we learn about the child's symptoms because every celiac may experience different symptoms should they get gluten. So I'll know what this child will experience and I, I will be prepared, camp will be prepared to handle that. We'll know what we need to do in order to make that camper feel more comfortable. And medically, of course, and also emotionally. Some children may just want to have a safe space to go and be alone some children may want access to a bathroom that's not in a bunk so we will set that up for them and these are the things that we can do before camp begins and we will meet with the family or we could have a phone interview and and the kid will know the child will know about the process that's in place so the distance is a little less important because we're equipped to handle it we don't need to wait four hours for mom and dad to drive up we're there and we're taking care of that child
0: so do you talk ahead of time about what will happen if for some reason the child does get sick or what the the child should do if they feel like they they did eat gluten for some reason?
2: Sure, absolutely. We will have those conversations beforehand. As I said, we'll have an interview. We interview every camper because we like to, to get to know every camper before they get to camp. But if there are food intolerances, if there's celiac disease, then we will make sure that that's part of the conversation that we have. And all children will know that it's very important that if they feel they've been contaminated, it hasn't It hasn't happened, but should it happen, that they have um, an adult that they could reach out to, a counselor. And our training uh, program includes everyone that's at camp. So it's not just the medical staff. If a, if a camper goes up to a counselor and says, I think I, I ate something wrong, I think I may have been contaminated, and my stomach hurts, that counselor will know what to do. They'll know who to reach out to because that's part of the, the training before we open our doors.
0: For a child who might be going to a camp that doesn't do such an extensive training process for their, st- for their staff, what are some things that parents should ask in advance to make sure that these sort of similar things happen for their child?
2: So I think that that depends on, on the child because every child um, has a different level of comfort when it comes to their um, symptoms and their celiac disease. And then a parent should call and be very upfront, um, very transparent about their needs, their child's needs, and say, who will the go-to person be? Make sure that there is someone there that their child knows they can go to. And what happens when that person is not there? Who do they go to, to then? And will they get a phone call? And make sure that all this is documented somewhere. So maybe put it into an email and review and review again with your child before they get to camp so everyone's on board and everyone's on the same page That's i a- mean i i would agree and,
1: and it's really about the whole transparency because the parent is our partner in this so the more information that we as camp directors can get from our parents about their child the better we can service that child in the summer because it will as pin said all be set up beforehand
0: that's a really good point that parents really just need to to look at their role as a partnership with the camp to keep their child healthy that even if the camp has a plan for gluten-free kids to attend safely their child they all don't fit into the same little box and that they really do need to be a partner in making sure that their child has this you know very good summer experience exactly so Anne I'm assuming that since you've started this you know several years ago, that your gluten free p- program has has evolved and has changed. Can you tell us, you know, from the beginning <laughs> until now, what has what has happened?
1: You know, we've learned a lot um, over the years uh, because we have a lot of eyes, um, thankfully. Um, you know, when we, when we, pin is laughing because when we first started this, we thought, oh, we put in the kitchen and we put, and we're done. We're all good. And we learned, um, so much about the fact that no, we were not even close. Um, and we're still not done because every year we learn something new, something new takes place. A new question is asked and we have to go back and look at, what we did and and how do we need to fix it or change it or tweak it um and as pin also mentioned uh, labels are constantly changing so you know we're constantly reevaluating just in terms of who our vendors are um but you know some of the things that we've learned from the first year i mean we're on our eighth summer now um just just in terms of the simplest things so we're we're a jewish camp we're a, a kosher camp um which, by the way, is great for someone with who has celiac. In terms of the fact that because we're kosher, our meat has no fillers in it, so it makes life easier in that respect. But one of the things that we learned on on Friday night, we put we used to put challah a plate in front of every child, and then we uh, we realized on our first Friday night when the child who had celiac sat down at that plate, oh my gosh, no, we can't do it that way because that child can't have that. They have to have their version of it, which is is still in the kitchen. And so we learn these little things about, you know, we don't put those kinds of things out. We we serve them to everybody at the same time. We um, I'm trying to think, Pin, are there other things yes. that
2: Oh, there's there's so many things. <laughs> there's so many things. Think about the trays. We used to pass the trays down oh, to so every right. child we're passing one serving tray down to the next, and they would pass the trays down until they got to the end of the table. And we had a big pile of trays, and woohoo! Somebody took the trays up, and then we would wash the trays. But we can't do that when we've got a couple, or even just one celiac camper at that table, because trays mean crumbs, and crumbs can mean um, uh, being glutened. So we've thought about even those little things. We use silverware. So we will not provide silverware for the Celia campus in the same place that silverware uh, comes for the campus who are eating out of the mainstream kitchen because what if someone has eaten a slice of bread or eaten something that has put gluten on their hand and now they've gone up to reach for a new utensil? Perhaps they'll touch another utensil and leave it there and the and celiac camper will come along. So we've really looked at the tiniest of things um, and we've made changes. Uh, earlier uh, when we first started um, speaking, you mentioned s'mores. So I, I want to go back to that for a second because it's such a special uh, thing about, about camp, s'mores by the campfire. It's a bonding experience. You're sitting, you're singing, you're hugging one another, and you're eating. So while any camp can offer gluten-free s'mores, because it's so simple, it's just a gluten-free cracker, marshmallows, and some chocolate, think about the process. Think about someone Preparing those s'mores, opening up the bag of cookies and laying them on the plate, and here comes a celiac camper and says, "May I have a gluten-free s'more?" And that that staff person will reach into the the gluten-free s'more package or even the marshmallows and and take one out and put it on the plate. Well, they've just contaminated the entire box. So it goes beyond just having the ingredients. It goes to the point where you need to have someone who puts on a new set of gloves, or someone who's just manning the gluten-free station and will take out a s'more that is a a cracker that is not only gluten-free, but hasn't been handled by anyone else. And when that bag is sealed, it goes directly into a gluten-free box, which makes its way directly back to the gluten-free kitchen. So it's never had the opportunity to be contaminated. Um, and, And that's so important because when a parent sends child to camp, they can't think about all these little things. What will happen when they're making s'mores? You you can't know it unless you're in that moment. Um, and that's why it's really important to speak to the camp directors and get a feeling for why they've put gluten free into in place and and get a feeling for how far they're willing to go. And then you'll know whether this program is right for your child or not. You know, there's one other thing
1: too that I think about when we started this and more about the idea of everyone being the same. When our kids go on an out-of-camp trip, the form that they filled out when we first started was, how many meals do you need? How many gluten-free meals do you need? How many of this do you need? And so then the, the coach or whoever was running the trip would hold up a bag and say, okay, who gets the gluten-free meal? and thus isolating <laughs> and separating the child right so we changed the form so it'll say pin pin call gluten-free and you know whatever and whatever and so when the meals would come instead of calling out would just walk over hey pin here's yours so and so here's yours like there was no calling out of names and and you know in isolating a child that oh hey
2: you have the gluten-free meal no you have a meal exactly And that's so important. Would have a GF uh, sticker on it, so the kid would be able to recognize it is gluten free, right? Without calling it out. Right, and you know, even other things like what about Ann? What about scavenger hunts? We have scavenger hunts throughout camp, and maybe if you need to find a food item or if uh, along the way you're eating a snack, it's safe for everyone. We will make sure that there is um, snacks out there, treats that everyone can have, and. They will have a little GF for our campus. will know, hey, this is safe for me.
0: That's so nice. Without question. It must be so nice to just be there and be able to experience camp and just not have to worry about the food.
2: <laughs> it's, it's terrific. <laughs> and it also gives parents an opportunity to have a month or two off because sometimes uh, – it could be challenging uh, cooking all these
0: gluten free meals. <laughs> I don't know. Joanna and I both have two little ones, and um, you know, two weeks ago we were just saying that we're going to go back to college so we can have the gluten free experience in the dining hall. Now I think I'm going to go back to summer camp. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we'll go be summer campers. <laughs> yes. Do you run an adult you know, camp? It's funny that
1: you, you, but it's interesting that you you say that because. Um, We uh, a few years ago, I was at an event and up in Boston, and and this young lady who's in college came over and she said to me, "You have a a gluten-free kitchen?" And I said, "Yeah, we have a dedicated." And she said, "You mean I can come and be a counselor?" She had never been able to go to camp, other than at day camp. She could not ever. She never imagined she would ever go to an overnight camp? And I said, absolutely. She, and she came, she was so excited to have her sum, have a couple of summers that she never got to experience as a camper, but still got that
2: experience of being at overnight camp. That's incredible. That's fantastic. You don't even think about that part, but yeah, for a counselor too. And that's also a great thing about camp because we've got campers who have celiac who will have a counselor who has celiac in their bunk. And that's um, something that they share and makes them feel more comfortable knowing that their, their counselor is eating um, gluten-free, and if they have any questions, they can ask them as well. Well, we and have a lot, a, lot a lot of
0: lot amazing lot of teens too. in our program. Maybe you guys will be getting some counselors from our celiac program in D.C. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, yeah. would,
1: that would be great. <laughs> We'd love it. So you, Always looking.
0: Do you guys have any other advice to offer for parents looking for summer camp opportunities for their kids?
2: I think that it's really important to make sure that you send your child to a camp that is really providing a very wholesome experience as far as gluten free, that it doesn't just end at the dining hall. And I think you want to make sure that besides safe gluten free food, the staff is sensitized to the needs of. Campers with food intolerances or with celiac disease, and that this is really a priority because what we've done here at camp is we make sure that we balance physical safety with emotional well-being, and that's a big part of managing celiac disease.
0: That's really yeah, well put.
2: I would just I would just say it's uh, you know make sure that
1: uh, that a parent just makes sure that it's the right fit as as pin said both in terms of the the food and in terms of the rest of it because your child as she said way back in the beginning your child is not just about food
0: that's so true so make sure
1: the camp also offers the other things that you're you're looking for for your child in a summer camp absolutely
0: Thank you so much Ann and Pin for joining us today. This was such great information that I know is really going to help parents who are listening as they start the process of figuring out camp for their kids this summer. Now before we sign off, I've got our grocery shopping tip of the week brought to you thanks to the generous support of Giant and Martin Foods. Did you know that many preformed hamburger patties contain breadcrumbs that are made from gluten and is used as a binding agent? Make sure you always check labels carefully and only buy burger patties that are made with no gluten-containing ingredients. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we'll talk to you again next time.